Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day two. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Lord, grant me peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself fully to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we begin with chapter 1, and we will be beginning our journey with Venerable Anne de Guignier. She lived from 1911 to 1922. So yes, she died when she was only 10. And the virtue that we'll be focusing upon this week is obedience. There's probably a little bit of Eve in all of us, some little corner all too willing to be beguiled by the smooth invitation to disobey. Go ahead, take the apple. Your eyes will be opened and you'll become like God's. Of course, we know how that turned out for Eve. No doubt there are a few, quote, apple moments in your life that you wish you could take back. I have certainly entertained a few regrettable apples I wish I could unpack. Our culture doesn't help. It could easily be argued that obedience has fallen out of fashion. It's mocked as a weakness or a lack of self-worth, as something to be medicated, not celebrated. Rebellion has taken its place as a virtue. Certainly, well-placed rebellion can be virtuous, but it must be wielded first by a well-trained obedience. It's all too easy to mistake my willfulness and wanting what I want, when I want it, for a kind of pious insurrection. In a culture that values independence and bowing to the desires of the self above all else, it's not entirely unreasonable to ask, how can obedience as a virtue apply to me? I live in the real world, not the nursery. Some years ago, I was asked by an employer to do work that would directly contradict church teaching. In a wild panic, I ran to my priest, an exceptionally brilliant man, holder of at least two PhDs, and told him my dilemma. He smiled and said, I know who will call. Within minutes, we were on the phone with another priest, a specialist in the ethics of this area of church teaching. 
His confidence in the church, in the truth, was striking. Not an ounce of panic or worry in him. In fact, he almost laughed when I told him what I was being asked to do. Oh no, you definitely cannot support that, he said. He then added knowingly, You have the truth on your side. As if to say, Daughter, you are completely protected. He talked me through the short argument and then emailed me a more thorough bullet list, working through the issue in greater detail. It was as plain as day. The work was immoral and I had zero intention of doing it. But to tell my boss, would I be fired? How would I pay my mortgage? Could I really do what I knew the father was asking me to do? Walking back to my office, something unexpected started to rise up in me. Something like joy. It swaddled my fear. Such a strange pairing, but I felt that I understood the agony in the garden for the first time in my adult life. Anticipating the horror that lay ahead, Jesus asked his father, Let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Matthew twenty six thirty nine. There was no way he would disobey his father. No moment he would even consider it. Obedience to the Father's will sat at the very core of his being, and as it turns out, it was the seed of joy, flourishing, and unstoppable glory. I won't lie, it was a rough few months for me, consulting attorneys and stumbling through some uncomfortable conversations with my boss and human resources, but in the end, the law was on my side, and I was not forced to do work that would be immoral. Father Wickham writes, quote, the freely committed obedience of adult Christians is to God, not mainly to other human beings, whatever rank, unquote. Though sometimes we are guided by those of rank onto the best path. He adds that this will always call for, quote, continued growth and maturity and a great deal of prayer, end quote. And I'll say this, God is constantly rewarding that tiny act of obedience in the thoroughly satisfying work that I have now. Obedience, even in the littlest things, always results in a flourishing and immovable joy. Indeed, obedience is not a virtue we leave behind in the nursery, but one that we must take pains to cultivate in a robust maturity. And however, ironically, it is one we will learn a great deal about from the, quote, apostle of the nursery, Anne de Guignet. And so ends our excerpt for today. So uh, Liz sharing her story about you know, being asked to do something uh, that she knew was wrong, was against church teaching, and then finding joy in the midst of doing that. All of us probably can think of a time when we knew what was right and we chose to do the right and even though it was difficult, we found joy in it. And this is the thing. When we are obedient, just as Christ was in the garden, great glory can come from it. But it has to start with our yes. That's part of why I talk about say yes to holiness. We have to start by saying yes, by willing to be obedient. It is the foundation upon which all virtue is even possible because if we don't even say yes and are obedient, and remember, obedier, 
obier, which is the root of obedience, is to listen. So if we're not willing to listen, then we're not going to be able to be obedient. So it begins with that listening. So what might we do today in order to grow in obedience? Well, I kind of pointed the direction with the root word, obier. So today, make it a point, resolve to listen to someone. It might not be because you have to do something that you don't want to do and you have to listen to somebody and do it anyway. Rather, I invite you to listen. In fact, I would invite you the best way to begin by listening is to spend time in quiet with our Lord. But make it a point to also listen to someone close to you in your life. Really listen to them. Really engage. Don't just hear the words, but really listen. What's going on? What is maybe that they're wrestling with some? And then trust that the Lord is going to guide you. And in the midst of that, you will find great joy. God bless everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.